second half of Main Street Sports today coming up. Double dose of Teresa Walker. Lots to get into about with her, so stay tuned for that. And a little high school hoops preview of the weekend. District tournaments, region tournaments, wrestling. All of that straight ahead. Back to the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer and Sports Rider of the Year, Mo Patton. Here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Don in Orange. Today, Chris Yow. I still got my Sundrop, though. That's all that matters. Yeah, you do. That's all that matters. Sundrop. Way better than Sunkissed, even if Sunkissed is orange. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Welcome back in. Second half of Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It is Friday. We're on the way out. If you heard the rundown earlier, you know that we've got a lot going on this weekend. And we will get to it in the final segment and talk a little more in depth about that. But what a busy week and a half, two weeks it has been for our friend Teresa Walker, who was on the red carpet out in Los Angeles. We're just going to, can we just call her Hollywood now? Hollywood Walker. What's up, Hollywood? <laughs> Teresa Walker like joins us now. Uh, Teresa, what's going on? Uh, good. I don't mind that. Although, being in Inglewood, does that count as Hollywood if there is a red carpet involved? From here, yes. <laughs> it's way closer than we that are. Worked for me. Yeah. From, from here, it's absolutely Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally got in Tuesday night around midnight, I'm told. Hmm. So Monday night, Monday, Monday night, night around, but yeah, it was a, Hey, it took me all day Tuesday to recover. I'll just say oh, after, I bet. You know, 12 hour day covering the Super Bowl, 12 hours traveling plus on Monday. Yes. I was pretty worn out. But uh, the, the AP didn't put you on wheels up. No, <laughs> I booked my own flight. So I was trying to make sure I had a nonstop out there. I didn't care so much on the way back. Until I was on the flights and it was taking forever. I don't know what it was about Delta, but there was, they, they shunted a bunch of us heading to Nashville, to Seattle, and then to Nashville from LAX. So it was a long way home. The, some of the things they're doing with airline routes these days are pretty crazy. Um, my daughter came home around Christmas from, from the Phoenix area, and her flight back out was Nashville, Orlando, Phoenix. Hmm. I, I don't, it it I, is crazy. I don't get it, but hey, who am I? That's yeah. And what do I know? <laughs> the, the, that's not our area of expertise. So no, we'll, just well let, if if we have one, that's it's, not it. It's, yeah, it's like James Cranger when they they ask him how much he weighed, so they know how much gas to put in the plane. He said, "Fill it up." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they're just trying to make sure they ration the the, the fuel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Teresa, as you well, were... Well, and the funny thing... Go ahead. Real quick, the funny thing is, the flight crew that was on the flight from L.A. to Seattle was the same crew with us from Seattle to uh, to Nashville, so they had a long day of tech, too. So, uh, I, yes, it makes no sense at all. Mm. After watching the Super Bowl, Teresa, how far off do you feel like the Titans are? They're right there, Mo. I mean, they they could have, should have, would have. 
been in that game. I mean, think about it. First time since uh, they started seeding teams for the Super Bowl in 1975 that a one or a two seed doesn't make the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, two four seeds for the first time faced off in the Super Bowl. So it's, it's not so much, you know, uh, how close are they? Well, they were real close. I mean, you know, they were the favorite. They, they were the one seed, had home field advantage, and yet, uh, you know, three interceptions. One, the last one was 20 seconds left when if you just get to overtime at that point, then you're going to a coin flip. And, you know, you might be like the Bills and, and, and be unhappy with the results, or you might be, you know, shoot like the Bengals and your defense makes a stop and you're going back down to win the game. So, you know, this team is very close, which – I'm very curious to see what John Robinson does. Is it is it a matter of you know renegotiate and re you know rework some of these contracts to create salary cap space? Uh, you know, do you try to keep Harold Landry from hitting free agency, or do you think well we'll we'll just try Rashad Weaver, who spent essentially all of last year as a rookie on IR, and see what we can do in the draft? Uh, so it's going to be very interesting because the the two things I think this team needs is a true number one tight end, which they never had last year. Furster, just Anthony Furster never was able to be that guy. Uh, and then more receiving depth. You know, if, if they can get, you know, a couple of pieces to go along with, you know, behind A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, uh, you know, Nick Westbrook-Atina is great. But guys, let's be honest, he should be your fourth and fifth option at wide receiver. So, you know, you, you, you add a little tweaks, tweak your depth and add those pieces you know, the, the, you you should if you're over there at St. Thomas Sports Park, you should be thinking we've got every reason to think we can be playing in Super Bowl Fifty Seven, which will be in Phoenix next year, uh, as anybody in the NFL. Yeah, Orlando apparently. <laughs> Mo, don't you love it when people smarter than us uh, justify what we said literally yesterday about <laughs> receiving depth and tight ends? <laughs> That's that, that makes you feel good. It does. It does. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the, the validation from people who actually know what they're talking hey. about, as opposed to just throwing something Great against mind. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I tend to believe that as well, Teresa. Yeah. Um, Harold Landry, is he, is he um, target number one for J-Rob? Well, I think he is just because, but you know what? The, the number one target is, you know, what to do with some of these contracts. I mean, you know, I started working on my free agency capsule for the Titans. They're, you know, according to overthecap.com, they're 7.1 million in the red. So before he can do anything, he needs to clear space. So, you know, is that, you know, rework Taylor Lewanfield, Ryan Tannehill, yes. Kevin, By- Kevin Byard made clear that he would redo his deal to help keep Harold Landry here. So, you know that's going to be the fun challenge. No other, no other that. deal should be redone before Taylor Lewan's deal is redone. You just, yeah. well, I mean, so, and, hmm. now every player a deal usually means yeah, every player wants to redo their deal because they're getting their money up front. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> well, that's that, that's <laughs> I, I don't care. I, I just you. Give me my money. <laughs> are you yeah. are you wanting Taylor to want cut at this point and yeah, go this, for a new left tackle? I I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it. I mean, depending on who it is, I don't know. I I just I've just watched that guy at some of the worst possible moments make some of the worst possible plays while he's nearly the highest paid guy, and it it just gets to be a little frustrating sometimes. Oh, 
absolutely. And that's the thing. If John Robinson decides, you know what, I saw enough out of Dylan Raidens on a few hours' notice against the Niners mm-hmm. that he can be my left tackle moving forward, then, yeah, you go ahead and you cut Taylor Lewan and you take the dead cap hit and all that stuff and, and, and then just move in a new direction. Now, Roger Saffold's a guy who's going into the last year of his deal. He played really well. You know, he, he did get to the Pro Bowl, and more importantly, he got votes for the uh, you know AP All-Pro team. So this is a guy who produ- produces and, you know, has, has done some good things for you. Now, he had some issues last year with a shoulder that he plans to get repaired in surgery. So if you do that, then you've got a healthy Roger Saffold who can just mow people over when he wants to. So that's going to be the, the interesting for, for thing, you know, do they keep him? Do they extend him? How do they handle him? And then, oh yeah, Ben Jones is a guy who, uh, you know, he, his contract's up. So, you know, that's the fun thing. They got 30, they got 21 free agents that are, that are posed to hit free agency led by Landry Jones, you name it. But then there's also, uh, seven guys who are, uh, restricted free agents. So, you know, that front office is going to be very, very, very busy. And, you know, you mentioned Taylor DeWan. His cap number this year is going to be $14.6 million. Uh, and, but the fun part is, you know, you, you cut him before. You, you don't save, save a ton of money if you cut him. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at over the caps. I'm not too good with their numbers. But, you know, you, you might be, you're going to take a dead cap number hit at some point. So, but yeah, he he's due to count fourteen point six million against your cap this year. The good thing though, Mo, is he's not going to be the highest win at this point. You know, right now as it is, Ryan Tannehill at thirty eight point six million, Bud Dupree with a nineteen point two million cap hit, and then Kevin Byard with a fifteen point eight, and then oh yeah, Derek Henry who at fifteen million dollar cap hit. So you know, those are some numbers that at least make sense, right? Relative to produ- productivity, yeah they do Teresa walker with the associated press here with us on main street sports today and she's going to be gracious enough to join us again in the next segment as well so we're going to take a break here and come back to Teresa after this this is main street sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint What better way to start your morning every weekday than with all the latest news from around the Middle Tennessee area with Big Joe Dubin? I don't know. Join Big Joe and Justin each weekday, 7 a.m. for the most up-to-date news and more from around the entire mid-state. It's mornings on Main Street with Big Joe Dubin, 7 a.m. on all Main Street social media platforms. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton, the Hall of Famer and National Sports Media Association's Sports Writer of the Year. Joining us on the phone is last year's NSMA Sports Writer of the Year and fellow Hall of Famer. Look at that. It's amazing. <laughs> It is amazing. JP, we're in the company of greatness. Yes, we are. It, it is amazing. It's exuding in the and, room. And, and Teresa's on the phone with Time Magazine's Person of the Year from 2006. Mm. Of course, she also happens to be 
2006 Time Magazine's Person of the Year. As as do as do <laughs> as all. all. Yes, yes, we all share that. Oh um, man, <laughs> Teresa. Teresa has no idea what you're talking. Two times about. is one time too many. She has no idea, and that's okay. <laughs> That's okay, but I was going to say uh, I actually won previous two Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year right. awards. Two so, times, yeah, two times, and be, and be clear, yeah. and and four of the previous six actually. So yeah, she, she's the Ric Flair of the NSMA Sports Writer of the Year award. Woo! Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get two claps in a Ric Flair. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> Teresa, um, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Predators, but before we move away from the Titans, there was some news that came out yesterday about the possibility of a new stadium for the Titans, actually in Nashville. Uh, what what are you what are you hearing? What do you know? What are your thoughts as far as that goes? Well, I'll say this, not surprised that once they started looking at what it might cost to redo that stadium, that they found out that, oops, we might have to go back in. I mean, you know, if you renovate a house, usually don't think about having to redo the plumbing, the electrical, uh, replace all the windows, those kind of things. And that's where renovation can start getting very, very pricey. And that's what seems to have happened here. You know, they were talking about, and this talk about renovating the stadium, I mean, we knew, you know, the lease was up. Uh, later this this decade, you know, they've been in there 23 years, 23 seasons, and it was a 30-year lease. So, you know, they've been talking, shoot, since the draft. You know, that's when I started first started hearing around then, you know, a hard rock-style renovation is what they were kind of envisioning. But that's the thing. Once you get the contractors in and they start looking, then they're saying, well, you know, and, and anyone who was around Nashville, you know, when they were building this in the late 90s, $292 million is what they put into the stadium. Not all the money went into the stadium. Some of that was, you know, to, to get the, you know, do some roads and, you know, move some things around. So not all of that money went into the stadium. In fact, they built it so on the cheap that, you know, a few years in, it's like, okay, now we've got some money. We're going to put some elevators to the upper deck. We're going to put in this and that and, and improve the sound system and, you know, so they've been, you know, two, two years ago, they, they replaced all the seats because, you know, stuff like that wears out. But when you're having, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to have to do a big renovation, say you're putting in new floors and, and, you know, changing out the bathrooms, redoing the kitchen, but then you suddenly have to, you know, do plumbing and electrical and, and, oh yeah, the, the, the posts that hold up the house on the inside of the, all the plaster, you know, it, you know, you need to put steel in because of what you had. You know, that's where this price and, and, and hat tip to Nate Rao was, was the break on this. You know, the idea that, uh, you know what, it just might end up being cheaper to just build a brand new place. And, and, and that's the one thing, you know, we'd heard, you know, that Miss Amy Adams drunk had said she didn't want a new stadium. Well, you know, nobody wants to build a new house until they have to. And, you know, this is a town that uh, was asked a few years ago when they started the college football playoffs. Nashville is asked to, to consider bidding for to host the semifinal, right? Uh, this is a town having now ha- had, you know, the 2019 NFL draft. If, if they can get a roof, retractable roof, whatever they were to go to, you know, then that would open up that building for so much more. You know, Final Four, uh, you know, shoot, uh, college football playoff, Super Bowl, you know, nothing, none of that would be off the table because, you know, Nashville 
you know, with all the rooms that are coming on board, I mean, the hotels have been being left built and just drive by. You see all the cranes building more hotels everywhere, right? So housing people for those big events would not be a problem. And suddenly that field, instead of just hosting this, you know, what do they call CMA Fan Fest these days uh, in June? I mean, you can you could be hosting big concerts throughout the year. So, you know, and that's that it becomes suddenly a much more usable thing. And for all it's, all that they were working around that stadium, suddenly now they've got to go back to the drawing board to see exactly what do they need to do. So um, interesting, not too surprising in a way, because, again, uh, you know, Bud Adams wanted a new, new stadium and he didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. National taxpayers picked up most of it, and PSL owners, and you know it, it was it was done. You know, you having just been in SoFi Stadium, having seen Mercedes Benz and some of the newest stadiums in the NFL, uh, Nissan Stadium is nowhere close to this. Teresa, <clears throat> I really wish you hadn't said all that <laughs> because I'm sorry. No, JP and I were just subjected to a large degree of that yesterday by the third person in this room and again you just validated him <laughs> and I'm sorry I mean, it's man, at, his, but it's his, his, yeah, yeah I know I know I listen know. Nashville is the it city right I mean right now across the country and I know we I, you were in a you mentioned Minnesota or Minneapolis Milwaukee Milwaukee whatever it was on Twitter but Minneapolis recently got the Super Bowl because of this, mm-hmm. right? You know, they got a new stadium. The way that Nashville put put the draft on, and then you've got the ability to host things like the Super Bowl and so much more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and then, like you said, Teresa, this thing's built out of rocks. And... <laughs> Putting steel inside rocks is not easy to do. So how do you renovate a stadium that you have to literally tear down to renovate? Doesn't make any sense. That's the big that's the big question. Do they go to the right and build, you know, remember what that National Star their whole plan of year, year mm-hmm. and a half ago is like, oh, we'll put the stadium to the, the you know, next to the pedestrian bridge, next to Nissan Stadium. We'll we'll go there. And it's like Nissan, you know, the Titans are like, No, we control that land, thank you very much. So now they're at a point where it's like, you know, so that, that's it, exactly. I mean, that was Titans, a really good you know, plan, guys. We're going to use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it. Well, yeah. well, and that's the thing. It might be as simple as that, right? Uh, you know, or, you know, because, you know, they're going to need to play a season. And, you know, anyone who remembers 1998 playing in Vanderbilt was mm. not good. Yeah. And Vanderbilt's about to be doing some of their own renovations as well. So, you know, you know, maybe you do build it beside it and then do something with the other one. But, you know, that's the thing. They've been looking at the renovating that whole area around the stadium. You know, how many times have we heard the, the phrase comparison to Wrigleyville? So, you know, it, that's the thing. They've got some space and then there's lots of parking lots out there. Uh, you know, and that's a whole area that, you know, we're just waiting to see what all is in, in, in store for what they can do with that area. So, you know, yeah, why not? And, and, and you know. Hey, it's not easy, but the, the part that if I'm a Nashville taxpayer that jumps out to me, it, it that sounds good is the fact that uh, they're trying to figure out a way to get the Titans and the stadium upkeep out of the Nashville general fund 
which, you know, eases the hit for Nashville pay- taxpayers and, and, and frees up money for other things. Other much needed things, by the way. So, yeah. yeah. That, but the, <clears throat> also, though, the tax base has drastically increased since 1998. So that's a positive. And I, and I read somewhere, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that, that it was around 50% that PSLs uh, took on for uh, over the lifespan of the stadium. Where does that leave them? Or will it matter because this will this new stadium would be built toward the end of the lease? Those are questions I don't know the answer gotcha. to. I'd have okay. and, and I do in my files here beside me I, in my home office. I do have all the paperwork from the original lease and and all that stuff. And you know the Titans don't actually you know the natural isn't tied in with the Titans. They work with their. LLC, and I think it's like Cumberland something or another, which actually technically runs the stadium for the Titans and does all the contracting with the uh, with Nashville. So, yeah, it, you know, yeah, it's always fun, it's never boring. Let's uh, let's move on to talk a little bit about the the Nashville Predators because three game losing streak is this a bump in the road is it a mid-season slump or are they in real trouble Teresa? it feels like a bump in the road but yesterday when i was doing a, a short little story on john hines being fined twenty five thousand dollars by the nhl for something he probably said at the end of the game the other night when he got a game misconduct at, literally you know the time elapsed in the game uh i was looking and it's like hmm Nashville Predators lead the NFL or lead the NHL in uh, uh, penalties. We're talking about minor penalties. We're talking about uh, major penalties and minutes uh, total penalty minutes and then penalty minutes per game. They they lead the league across the board in those areas. Uh, and there's a couple that they don't quite have just yet, but you know they're they're working hard on the game misconduct. John Hines helped them catch up there, but they've got to clean up the penalties. You know you can't be that sloppy and you know you're going to get penalties sure it's that kind of game but you know the other night against the capitals you know you can't get give talented teams with a guy like ovechkin or tonight when they go to carolina or when they go to florida you can't give good teams uh the lightning in a week when they have the stadium series game you just can't give good teams extra chances with a man advantage because then you're killing penalties you're using energy and it just, it ends up, you know, you're just shooting yourselves in the foot, so to speak. So they've got to clean that up, uh, you know, and, and, you know, otherwise keep playing the way they're playing. You know, the challenge is they were up in the standings because there was, they had games and, you know, there were a bunch of teams who had games in hand on them. Well, those teams are now playing those games and catching up in the number of games played and they're, you know, they're leapfrogging the Predators. So right now the Predators, at least last night when I checked yesterday, they were in the first wild card spot. Um, you know, it, that, that might be the spot they end up sitting um, because they've got a five-point lead over the Kings, uh, five points over Anaheim. Uh, but Dallas has still got two games in hand, and, you know, they're, they're six points back. So they've got some breathing room now. But, you know, Minnesota's ahead of them, and Minnesota's got four games in hand, and they're still ahead of them. So, uh, you know, catching up and getting back into that top three in the Central Division is going to be a challenge. And, they just simply cannot keep taking penalties if they want to catch them. 
Teresa, you mentioned it, you know, speaking of Nissan Stadium, the Predators will be playing there a week from tomorrow against Tampa Bay in the um, 2022 NHL Stadium Series. So um, that should be a pretty exciting event locally here. It'll be the Predators' second appearance in one of those events, but the first time that they will host it. And so um, it's big doings, I would think. It's a big deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been down to the stadium yet this week. I'm trying to catch up because, you know, it's been a long few months, right? So uh, I haven't seen, but the picture's coming from there as they're setting up the, the, the floor and, you know, the mock-up that they tweeted out today of what it's going to look like next Saturday certainly looks amazing. So it's going to be fun to, to see what's happening. And, you know, I think I saw a tweet from NHLPR earlier that there's only been like two times uh, that a, a team has beaten the defending champ in one of these games, whatever. Um, but this is going to be a chance for Nashville to shine off the ice, certainly, but certainly on the ice, because this is a chance for the Predators to, you know, if you can beat the Lightning, the defending Stanley Cup champ, that's never a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no question there. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Teresa, thank you for taking some time with us. We appreciate it. And, you know, I really enjoyed your coverage of the Super Bowl, especially your your, your red carpet photos, and it, it just looked like so much fun. And I'm glad that you uh, you had a good time and were able to cover that for us, and we appreciate that as well. My pleasure, and yeah, it was fun. A lot of hard work, but which I didn't share pictures of that. But <laughs> I mean, hey, guys, nobody's. It, it, I wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else. Appreciate it, man. All right, let's final segment. Let's get out of here on some high school sports news. What do you say? That'll work. We'll be right back on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll talk Southern Middle Tennessee High School District tournaments on the other side. Stick around. 